Welcome to the Let's Eat Grandma Career Warrior Podcast. And welcome to the 79th episode of the Let's Eat Grandma Career Warrior Podcast, where our goal is not only to help you land your dream job, but to help you live your best life. Today, we're going to talk about putting yourself out there and meeting the right people to orchestrate your dream life. How about that for a topic? Did you just move to a new city? Is your life going through a period of intense transition? Maybe you're a new mother who is just returning back to the workforce after your entire life has been uprooted by the birth of a child. There is not a single person in Austin who would be better suited to cover these things. Leah Kingsbury is a single mom here in Austin who has really nailed this putting yourself out there thing. I met Leah when I was her Uber driver back in 2017 when I was using Rideshare to supplement my income. I instantly noticed something about Leah when I met her. She was magnetic, kind, social, and had just got done meeting up with a brand new friend, someone she just met online. My mind was blown. She essentially was going out and doing everything that I wanted to do as a new Austinite, but never had the time or courage to do. And with 13,000 Instagram followers, she has her own tribe of warriors who are bought into her message, resilience, and unwavering positivity. No matter if you're a mom or not, you can benefit from hearing Leah speak on this platform. So let's launch right into it with our 79th episode of the Career Warrior Podcast. All right, Leah, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thank you. So I'll throw you off the question you didn't know I was going to ask, but tell us what you were doing that night when we met (laughs) and who that person was. Okay. I am glad you asked this because I was meeting up with my friend, Lucia. Mm -hmm. Um, She reached out to me on Instagram. She had been following me and saw that I was moving to Austin. And so she reached out to me and said, you know, I live in Austin and when you she has a uh, young daughter as well. Uh, they're actually very close in age to my daughter. Okay. And so she was like, let's meet up when you move here. So we had met prior uh, to the night that you're my Uber driver, um, but just very briefly. And That's it was just a crazy the- story. Like, <laughs> I know. <laughs> you never know. You, know? <laughs> you never know who you're going to meet. Yeah. But um, I, so I had met her briefly with her husband and her daughter and then with Penelope, my daughter. Um, but that night, we decided to go out, have a girls' night. We went to Rock Rose Avenue in the Domain, and that was a night where we just were having so much fun and got to vent to each other, girl talk. It was a blast, and um, yeah, and then you Ubered me home because I could not drive. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> right, always good to be safe. Yes. Um, <laughs> Are you still in touch with her now? Or Yes, she is one of my best friends here. Gosh, that's crazy. Yep. <laughs> and we'll tie into that in the end. Like, you never know if, like, you know, a lot of us are, you know, progressed in our life and our careers or whatever, and we think it's mm-hmm. it's too late. We've already made the friends we're going to make, you know, in the past, and mm-hmm. um, we've already kind of set ourselves with a career. But I think you're a really good example of someone who is able to um, put themselves out there and essentially change their lives in, like, a matter of, you know, um, this year. So, yeah, yeah. Thank you. If you could just open up about your initial story moving to Austin and um, your journey as a mother, that would be great. Yeah, of course. Um, so Penelope's father and I decided to move to Austin. It was super random. It was an exciting adventure. 
uh, neither of us had been to Austin before. Mm-hmm. So we came here, and then it didn't work out for Penelope's dad and I, and he actually left and moved back to Nashville. But I decided to stay because I just completely fell in love with the city. And that was kind of my moment of, okay, I'm here by myself with my two-year-old daughter. I didn't have any family here. Um, I just had to really dive in and, you know, hit the ground running, figure out what I was going to do for work. Um, I was already working part-time as an executive assistant, but obviously I needed something um, just to support us better. Uh, So I had to navigate that and basically build a support system from the ground up. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. And um, we'll talk about the support system in a second here. But I just I want to hear uniquely what are the challenges career wise of Mm -hmm. being a single parent, especially in a city that you just moved to. Yeah. Um, But what are some of the things that you struggle with that some of these other mothers might also be struggling with? Yeah, of course. Um, I think truly just finding yourself and understanding that, you know, of course you're a mother and you are doing everything you can for your children or your child, but you are also an individual and you have goals and building up that confidence and knowing you're good at what you do is super important. And that took time for me. It did. Um, You know, it took probably a couple months and interviewing a lot and trying to understand Um, what I was good at and getting really confident in myself in that, Um, but also struggling, especially during interviews or afterwards or overthinking, feeling like I had to explain myself and explain my situation or be apologetic. And Were were people just – were they inquisitive? Like was it subtle or did you you think people were judging you on any sort of level? (laughs) Honestly, looking back, I think I was just insecure and made it up in my head that people were judgmental on it. I sure. don't think they actually were. Sure. Um, of course, I think some jobs or um, you know employers it knew that it wouldn't work for the position, but that's also why I felt like I needed to explain myself. Yeah. I did have some people say, "Don't talk about it. Why would you talk about it? That's not what you." you know, should be even suggesting in an interview. But I wanted them to know what my life was like. If this employer wasn't supportive or understanding of that, then why would I want to be a part of that anyway? Um, But I was, I think, making up the judgment in my head because I was just scared and insecure of it. Sure. Mm -hmm. And I love that you said – you're you're being upfront about it. You're Mm -hmm. being like, this is what my life is. is. This is how it is, honestly. Um, I feel like it probably is harder to hide something like that, like even if it's just like on a subtle level, um, mm-hmm. rather than just like being your authentic self, for lack of a better phrase. Yeah, I didn't want to hide it. I right. was like, this is the best part of me. Yeah. And I wanted to share it. And yeah, it does create some struggles. And it might, you know, she, I am her contact. If she's sick, I have to go. Yeah. Um, so I wanted to be honest. I felt like I couldn't hide that from an employer. Yeah. Anyone. How long would you say it took for you to really mojo is my favorite word to ramp up that mojo and like ramp up your confidence, I guess, as you were applying and interviewing for jobs? Yeah. So I started in January or um, really interviewing. I mean, I went to a ton of interviews. Yeah. It was great practice. Yeah. Every single one of them. It always is. Yeah, it, yeah. <laughs> it really is. That's what you need to do. Yeah. And I would say it took a good 12 weeks 
to really get you know my wording together and understand what I was wanting to say and what I wanted to um, show for myself in every interview. So I would say about 12 weeks. Wow. Yeah. yeah that's amazing. Mm-hmm. I worked with a, a mom who had, she essentially had a quote unquote career gap for 18 years because mm-hmm. she was raising a family for 18 years, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, her progression was really interesting. She wanted, she had this really awesome position before she left to, to start a family. Yeah. And uh, she wasn't able to get back there right away. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Patience is a part of it. She Mm -hmm. had to take some jobs that weren't ideal for her in the hopes that she would get back up and quickly progress back to her leadership position. So That's amazing. And, you know, for mothers getting back into the workforce, there's so much passion behind them. They want to do it. They have the knowledge. They have the, you know, education, the power. But it's just gaining that confidence and being proud of yourself and knowing you're good at it and Mm -hmm. projecting that, you know, to everyone so they can see it and um, trust in you, which they should. Yeah. If you could go back and tell January, Leah, <laughs> something, what would it be? Oh, wow. And this is good for other mothers, too. Like, I think there are a lot of other moms who are probably going through a similar situation. I know mm-hmm. because I talked to them on the phone for mm-hmm. my resume service. But, yeah, what would you tell yourself? I would absolutely tell myself that things get better. Things just get better. It really does fall into place. You might not think so, and it might be so confusing. You might be like, I don't understand why I didn't get this job. Why am I not getting callbacks? Why is this happening? Anything. But it really does get better, and everything you're going through is absolutely a reason. There's a reason behind it. There's a purpose. It's not your job in the moment to try and you know fix it or panic about it. It's going to unravel exactly as it's always meant to. I've told some of my friends that your future, everything that's going to happen that you're panicking about has already been written. You just haven't lived it yet. So try not to put so much emphasis on, you know, oh, my goodness, how am I going to get there? Because it it will just get better. I love that. (laughs) Just if we could all hear from our future self, it's going to get better. I'm okay right now. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I I promise it does get better. I just sometimes I want to take new moms and be like, I promise. It gets so much better. And one day you're going to look back and you might not even remember this moment. moment. Yeah. So, yes. I, I love that. <laughs> I love that. Thank you. <laughs> cool. Transitioning into um, the concept of putting yourself out there. Um, like I said, this is something I think you did incredibly well. There's people listening on the show who um, may have just moved to a new city or maybe they're looking around their own network and they're saying, like, I don't. I don't know if like this is the, these are the people I want to be around right now. Maybe they don't have those types of people who can help um, fulfill their career or I don't know, just make friends in general. Opening it up, how do I take that first step to meeting people if I am in a new location? Yes, that's a great question. Um, I have been thrown into that situation many times, so I feel like I'm a professional new girl. Yeah, <laughs> and how many I love times that. have you moved? Oh, so many. Um, I, I don't even know the amount. And not only have I moved a lot, but um, ever since I was 12, I went to different programs during the summer all throughout um, yeah. you know, the country. And so I was always being thrown into new situations. And I would say the first step or your first mindset should just be be open to it. Be open to meeting new people. Put yourself in the position to talk to people. Um, 
talking to your Uber driver, talking to the people you're yeah. sitting beside on the plane. Um, I've met so many people that way. And, um, of course, using online sources. So for me, when I was moving to Austin, I got on Facebook and I knew there were would be uh, Facebook groups for moms in the city and then also just new girls in Austin. And there are. There are many. So I hopped on. I wrote a message saying I was moving to the city and I was interested in meeting new people. You posted this on the discussion wall? Or... Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah. And so many people just flood, you know, um, posts like that. And they're like, I want to meet you or let's go get coffee. I'll be living right near you. People want friends. People, almost everybody wants new friends. They want to meet people. And that's the mindset you have to have is put yourself in the position to meet new people and then understand that oh, like eight out of ten people are going to want to meet you too. Yeah. Um, so that would be my main suggestion yeah. is just – Getting into that mindset yeah. and just committing to it. Yeah. Well, a lot of people have blocks for whatever reason. Maybe a society told them this, that it's not okay to talk to strangers, you know, like ever. Mm-hmm. Um, or that people, you know, if, if you may be more on the unconfident, shy side, um, you may say things like, you know, if I talk to someone, I'm going to be bothering them mm-hmm. or things like that. But I think what you uncovered right now, which is the mentality that other people like put yourself in the mindset that other people want to talk to you. Yeah. You know? And you'll know if there are some days or some flights where I'm not in the mood and I put my headphones in yeah. and I you know, and no one will talk to me and I won't talk. And that's fine. That's yeah. okay. Yeah. You'll know. Um, but small talk is, you know, harmless and you can usually catch the vibe. But it's funny you say um that you don't that we've been taught not to talk to strangers because with Penelope, my daughter I do try and teach her to say hi to everybody. Mm. Um, I encourage it. She does it on her own anyway. She's a two-year-old. So cute. Yeah. So, <laughs> so cute. But I never – I've always um, encouraged her to just continue that and to say hi. And when someone's walking by, you know, she's two, so she'll say anything. She'll ask about someone. Um, and I'll say, that's a friend. You know, even if we don't know the person, I usually will be like, oh, yes, that's a friend. Um, of course, I'm going to have to teach her the whole stranger danger thing. But that's another, sure. you know, age and another concept that um, I will get into with her. But I want her to know that she should be kind and friendly to everybody. OK, mm-hmm. fantastic. Um, I want to talk about strategies for meeting people. Mm-hmm. And I actually do want to touch a little bit upon the safety thing, just just because yeah. I feel like you've. <laughs> You're clearly fine now, so you're doing something right, (laughs) you know? Um, So just, um, I think, do you primarily, would you say, like, going online is probably the easiest way to do it? Like, what have you done the most of, I guess, in terms of putting yourself out there? Mainly Instagram. Yeah. I think just because you can get a good feel for what the person's like. A lot of people put themselves out there on their Instagram pages, unless they're private. But, um So if I see someone that I feel like I could vibe with or I admire what they're doing, I will reach out through a DM and say, you know. You you see what they're posting. You're checking out their profile, their Mm -hmm. pictures, things like that. Yeah, and you can really get to know someone offline, especially on Instagram, liking their pictures, commenting. You start to develop a friendship before you even meet them. So you have things to talk about. 
So I will usually reach out um, via DM and say, you know, you want to go get coffee or would love to meet up. Everyone's always super open to that idea. Okay, great. How do you know they're in Austin? Like, how do you attract people to follow you who are in Austin? Because I feel like Instagram just like worldwide, you know? Yeah, that's so interesting. Um, I think with that is an interesting question. Sometimes it shows their location. Sometimes it doesn't. And then sometimes you can tell from their posts, okay, this she lives in Austin. Um, I would say I think just from those those little hints. That's how I've known, okay, this person lives near me. Yeah. Um, or if they even say something in their captions, um, I have uh, someone I follow, she mentioned she lived near the domain. And I was like, oh, I'm going to reach out to her. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. And it was an easy, I live so close to you, like, let's hang out. Facebook, are you mainly Instagram, right? Mainly Instagram, but I have met people off of Facebook. I actually, yeah. one of my best friends here, I've met off Facebook. And yeah. it was just... She posted something saying she was wanting to have, you know, coffee with someone, that she was going through a harder time. Um, It was one of those Facebook groups that was private. Um, It was for new mothers. And so I said, I would love to meet you. We met that week and we've been great friends. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's so cool. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Um, That's great. Another question that I imagine people would have um, is, like, who initiates – I have to get technical here because I'm a technical guy, but (laughs) who initiates these conversations most of the time? Mm -hmm. Um, Because, you know, I I know if I just were to kind of sit on my Instagram, which I'm not as active as I wish I would, like, no one would be DMing me asking me to hang out, you know? So (laughs) I I probably would need to take some initiative and, like, be proactive, right? Mm -hmm. But. Did you find that you were the person who was doing most of the reach outs, at least in the beginning stages? Oh, yeah. I knew I was I am not afraid to do that. Um, but there are moments or maybe in the beginning that I was more timid, like, oh, how does this work? I just felt I knew that I wanted friends and I was going to have to put myself out there to do that. And so, yeah, I definitely initiated a lot of the initial conversation. OK. Yeah. Great. All right. Stranger danger. Okay, yes. <laughs> um, what Maybe this is something that you've just done naturally or, or subconsciously, but is there anything to look out for? Like, what are just some good practical tips if I'm meeting people online just to be safe, mm-hmm. just knowing that there really are there are some bad people out there? I will real. say that I grew up being very independent. Mm-hmm. Um, I moved around a lot. I lived in dorms and from the time I was 13 in New York City. And so I had to learn at a really young age how to – Basically, be confident in myself, trust myself and my gut feelings, um, my opinions, what I see. Um, I generally feel like I'm a very um, smart person when it comes to that, but I also am confident in myself and how I would respond to something, um, whether that's self-defense or, you know, just being smart in the moment. I feel like... I definitely, for online things, even, you know, like online dating with all of that, I mean, that's scary too. And I know people are worried about that. But using your gut feeling, if Mm -hmm. something isn't quite right, if, you know, the person that you're messaging is, you just get a weird vibe or the comments aren't, you know, lining up well or canceling all of that, you know, if you're not comfortable in the safety sense, then don't do it. Um, also, I always drive myself. Um, okay, that's to, yeah. yeah, 
That's a good. I yeah, especially I mean, meeting new friends. Always drive myself. Always park in a public place. Always meeting um, during the day and in a very public place. So if they're asking to meet up and it's a place that I'm unfamiliar with or that's not super comfortable, I'll maybe suggest somewhere else. Um, but I always feel like being going to a coffee shop is a really great because there's going to be a ton of people there working, yeah. doing different things, and parking is usually pretty like on site. So yeah. and also right by the door. So just taking those little steps, and that's not even um, out of the ordinary, really. Yeah. And, and honestly, if you're following these steps, it's like that's one. You know, you should you should always be aware and self aware. But mm-hmm. for the most part, it would you can eliminate that true fear of like, oh, who is this? Like the uncertainty that comes with it. And, you know, if you are meeting somebody in a coffee shop during the daytime and like, you know, it's a public place, then, you know, that's one less thing for you to worry about. So you can confidently go out and meet people. Yeah, I think that honestly, when people tell me that sometimes that they're afraid that either, you know, the person that they're meeting isn't going to be who they say, I'm like, you know, I sometimes it frustrates me because I'm like, put yourself in a safe position and it'll be fine. Yeah. Um, you're not going to go meet somebody on a street corner at night. Yeah. I hope not. Yeah. So you're going to be smart. You know, you, you're you going to tell your friend where you are. My mom and my best friend and my sister have my location on at all times. Okay. And if I. That's another good tip too. Yeah, yeah. it is. And if. Find um, my friends. Yeah. Also, another great one is my best friend knows if I text her a blank text message that she's going to call me and she's going to help me get out of a situation. She knows that that's not a good thing if I text her a blank text. So that's kind of. Um, and also my babysitter. Okay. Same thing. She knows that. Something's if, up. Something's up if she gets a blank text message. Never heard that before. That's, yeah. that's good. That's so good she gets too. that yeah. and she'll call me and I'll have to leave. And okay. then just stay on the phone with them until you get to your car. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you for bringing that up just because I know it's something that people are going to wonder. And yeah. like you got to – I mean, you're meeting people online. You got to think about these things. But um, we don't want people to be like fearful by any means just to be safe. So Right. Right. Yeah. I understand that. All right. I'm going to personify everyone's lazy inner ego here. <laughs> yeah. All right. The name I came up with was Ned Cumberbatch. It's like this <laughs> inner person and – I know Ned's always living and he's that voice in my head that's really annoying mm-hmm. um, and he's preventing me from taking action to go out and be social and meet people. Mm-hmm. Ned says constantly, I don't need to meet people. I'm doing just fine. Yeah, like, you don't need to meet anyone. You're you're tired. Just stay home. You already have your food in your shelter. You have a good job. You're fine. Even though deep down in the inside, I want to go out and I want to meet people, but it's it's weird. Like A lot of the times, like in the past, when I've had put out the intent to go out and meet people and network or find a job or whatever, like there's something stopping me, you know, mm-hmm. what, what would you tell me to try to get over, I guess, get over myself? Cause it's mm-hmm. all within ourselves. Um, first I would say, you know, if you really feel that way, it's okay. Sometimes there are moments where we're just content with how things are, but if you know, deep down you have to, um, There has to be something that just makes you step forward and not let, you know, your past moments of where you get held back and you don't want to put yourself out there from defining your future moments um, because that'll stop you. And I honestly feel like, you know, human connection is so important. Yes. Um, 
for everything, for career, for life, emotional, mental support. So yes. I would say, you know, you need to make the commitment and don't let anything that has um, stopped you in the past or made you hesitant um don't let it define how your future moments are going to be because then you'll really be missing out. You know, you could be um, on – you could be in an Uber with somebody. And if you're just on your phone the whole time, that could be a missed human connection that you would never have known. The phone. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the other option. It's it's such a tempting option. You know, it's oh, yeah. it's such a – because, like, phones are great. I mean, the technology is great. But it's, it's so easy, like I said, to just, like, keep our heads digged in whatever technology we're in and – and not want to meet people. I always wonder what, like, living in the, you know, 1980s or... Oh, I'm sure it was amazing. I mean, just, you know, being at coffee shops and knowing no. people were somewhat open to yeah. talking. And I understand, you know, the phone thing it is a defense. It's, you mm-hmm. know, them. It's everyone. I mm-hmm. do it, too, of course. You know, it's just the way that we are, like, I'm busy or I'm nervous Mm-hmm. That's probably more so what it is. And I think that's also something I keep in my head is if I get a odd reaction or kind of push back, you know, not taking it personally and realizing that pro- that person probably was shocked that you're even talking yeah, to them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. yeah. Um, how have you internally dealt with adversity as someone who puts himself out there? So that would take things, I guess, to the next level. So. I know sometimes I've been like, I guess, like kind of put down by people who just like kind of blow you off. But um, how have you dealt with that? Yeah, absolutely. I feel like I dealt with this a lot when I was younger, for sure. I've always had the more um, blunt and open personality. So, of course, I dealt with, you know, going through middle school and high school and not receiving the same, um, you know, feelings back or feeling rejected, feeling misunderstood. And... Again, kind of like what I said before, just knowing I cannot let those moments define my future and I cannot let one reaction, you know, stop me from how I actually am, my, you know, my, myself. Um, and I would say just staying very true to you, who you are and understanding that the person that maybe, you know, did not respond the way you wanted is it's not personal it's not about you you know something's going on with them they might be just as nervous as you are and don't know what to do Mm -hmm. so they might be like wow I would love to talk with this person or you know be friends but I don't know what to do but on your end you're hearing I don't want to be friends with you but that's not the case right yeah so I think just understanding there's so much more to everybody than what we're seeing immediately that we can't place judgment yeah and also not letting all those moments define everything that's going to happen exactly Mm -hmm. it's I think that's a um a pitfall a lot of people fall into is like they'll they'll receive one and this is for job seekers too when they Mm -hmm. get rejected from jobs yeah but they'll receive one rejection and They'll tend to I don't know what the psychology term is for this, but they tend to attribute it to every other instance that is going to happen. Mm-hmm. So they'd be like, oh, this person doesn't think I'm a good candidate. The next person won't. Mm-hmm. So it's realizing that we do this sometimes as humans and stopping yourself and not letting that happen. No, so. Yeah. And you need to use it more so as just a learning experience. You mm-hmm. know, you say, OK, you know, that wasn't meant for me. So it, and it was never going to be if yeah. you get a rejection letter. 
You uh, know, so just heck yeah, I love that message. Yeah, <laughs> it was never going to be yours. Yeah. So don't let that affect what is going to be yours. Yeah, yeah, something will be. Yeah, mm-hmm. I love that. Fantastic. <laughs> Any final thoughts for people who are trying to put themselves out there, whether they're a new mom or a job seeker? Yes, absolutely. Okay, I my. Best piece of advice for meeting new people is do not cancel. Do not. Don't do it because I know you're going to want to. You will. (laughs) I want to. When you're, you know, online and you say, okay, I'm going to meet up. We're going to meet up for coffee on Tuesday at 5 p.m. And you're excited, but it's Tuesday morning and you are like, I do not want to do this. I'm scared. I don't know what I'm going to say. You're starting to overthink it. And you're like, I'm just going to cancel. Do not do it. No matter how bad you want to, unless you're sick or someone else is sick, you have an emergency, just don't cancel because you will have a misconnection. And then also, you have no idea how bad that person on the other end wants to meet you or if they need to meet you. Yeah. You know, there are moments that you have no idea what they're going through. They might have an awful day. They might need this connection to make it to the next day. Yeah. So just knowing that just commit and go. That's probably my biggest, oh, the canceling thing is hard. And everyone does it. Yeah. I have done it. Yeah. But just try not to do it. This is why I love you. That's that's great. Yeah, you follow you follow through, and like this is this is why you've been able to to be as successful as you are, and just like to build your own personal tribe is because like you have put yourself out there. You have opened yourself up better than I have ever. So this is why I'm talking you talking to you today. Um, I can't thank you enough for being. Uh, guest on the show. You did a really great job. Thanks so much. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me. For sure. Mm-hmm. How can people find out more about you um, if I want to find out more about Leah? Yes, you can follow me on Instagram. I am wildflower underscore underscore mama, M-A-M-A. And then I am also um, behind the account of Stuff to Do in Austin. Um, we basically tell you everything that's going on in the city, um, you know, put up helpful tips and hints and local bars and businesses super fun account if, especially if you're new to the city and they have a bunch of cities so if you are moving see if we're in your city and you will be able to find out all the cool stuff that's like the perfect plug for this show i just realized that right now <laughs> like it's it's exactly who would want to listen to that so i would recommend that too that's yeah, fantastic it's great yeah mm-hmm. and uh, for all of you listeners of course if you're jogging driving whatever it is um just be safe and I'll make sure to put these two hyperlinks in the description of the podcast as per usual. So you can just pop open that Instagram and hit that follow button. All right, Leah. Well, thanks so much for being a career warrior. Um, Can't thank you enough for doing this and I'll see you next time. Thanks so much. Perfect. And for you career warriors, this wraps up our 79th episode of the career warrior podcast. Wow. What amazing insights we had from someone who I admire Um, Just can't believe how well this turned out. Um, I had a lot of really good insights during this. Um, And most of all, um, beyond just the practical tips and the strategies, really what I did get was just the vibe and the motivation for me to go out and be open um, and be self-aware, which is something that I really feel is true. So I would challenge every single person here listening today to meet one or two new people this week. You know, start small if you're one of those, um, if you're trying to get the ball rolling. 
but just say, hey, heck yeah, I'm going to meet one or two new people. And if it if it's awesome, it's awesome. If it's not, it's not. But I did it. So warriors, you've been tasked. Otherwise, I will see you next time and go out and have a great rest of your day. And for more on your job search, make sure to check out letseatgrandma.com. That's where you can find our blog, where we post the podcast show notes and so many more articles that will help you in your job search. You can also check out our resume services if you are interested in getting your resume professionally reworked. And please make sure to show us some love by jumping onto iTunes and leaving us a rating. The support from my fellow warriors will show the world how great this podcast is and help other people in their job search. Pay it forward. Thanks, guys, for being true warriors, and thank you for tuning in. I'll see you next week.